0: Donald Trump continues to attack the special counsel, Jack Smith, appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland to investigate Trump's crimes. He called Smith a, quote, fully weaponized monster and has attacked Smith's wife, Smith's sister-in-law and Smith's late mother-in-law. Trump is sinking to new depths of depravity and criminality, which is hard for him to even do considering (laughs) the depths he's already been in. And in those depths, we find Nazis dining in Mar-a-Lago or should I say, more Nazis dining in Mar-a-Lago. The leader of the MAGA Republican Party, Donald Trump, has hosted white supremacist Nick Fuentes at a -a Mar-a-Lago dinner uh, last week during Thanksgiving week. Also in attendance was Kanye West. We'll talk about that and the fallout. And Trump has endorsed the pillow guy mike lindell to take over the republican national committee chair position and to replace the current chair ronna mcdaniel who literally stopped using her maiden name which is romney to suck up to donald trump and now donald trump is opposing her candidacy as chair of the rnc marjorie taylor green meanwhile comes up with the term corporate communism to refer to private companies who don't want to spend ad dollars on social media platforms that don't provide moderation for content involving hate and dangerous conspiracies so if you don't support Nazis, if you don't support racism and anti-Semitism, and if you reject hate against the LGBTQ plus community, then to MAGA Republicans today, that makes you a communist woke leftist to these deranged MAGA nut jobs it's really unbelievable i want to talk about that because things seem to have gotten <laughs> far far worse even now than before the midterm elections when this maga republican party was completely unhinged then some good news Early voting in the Georgia runoff election set record highs this weekend after Republicans tried to block weekend voting on Saturday. And President Biden continues to deliver For the people, the cost of insulin for seniors will be capped at $35 a month. 5 million Americans have gained access to health care under Biden. 17 states now have unemployment at or below 3%. And 11 states and Washington, D.C. now have their lowest unemployment rate ever. Don't you like normalcy of like a president who like whether you agree or disagree with the policies or actually have policies that are fighting? for people and common sense, and our guest, a defender of democracy and friend of the Midas Touch Network, Arizona Secretary of State-elect Adrian Fontes, who beat the election-denying MAGA insurrectionist Mark Fincham. This is the Midas Touch podcast, and no, this is not a simulation. Brett and Jordy, (laughs) how are you both doing?
1: It certainly feels like a simulation after reading all those topics. Like, it's hard to believe. It's almost like you put them in like a... I don't know, like a podcast topic generator or something, and it just started spitting out random things. Pillow guy, fascist, RNC oh, yeah, chair, Kanye West, Nazi dinner with Donald Trump. You're like, what is happening? Oh, it's MAGA Mad Libs. World? It's MAGA Mad Libs over and over again. And I'm not going to lie, you guys. Like, I feel like all day there was a lot of just yucky, negative, disgusting energy, just gross, gross, gross energy. But that's why I like the Midas Touch Podcast, where we have this hour plus to actually spread positivity, to call out these monsters and tell you a bit of some of the good that's happening in the world. And I'm always, always, always super excited to be with my brothers here and always super excited to be with the extended Midas Touch family who are in this chat, the Patreon supporters, all you guys who really make me get up in the morning when I open up Twitter and see whatever is trending in the day. And I go, oh my gosh, what is going
2: on? Jordy, how are you? I'm doing well. I shaved the beard today. I'm feeling good. You're looking glossy. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit glossy. I might need to, I don't, I don't know what I need to do. Oh, thanks for the zoom in there. I really appreciate that. Um, ben, when you were reading those headlines, to, I look really glossy. You're not kidding. <laughs> when you're reading those headlines, um, I'm like thinking to myself, is he reading from The Onion right now? I wish you were. I wish you were. Those first half of the, of the headlines that you were reading of the topics that we're going to get into today, I mean, sheesh, man. Like I said, it's MAGA Mad Libs. That's why I want everybody
0: to stay focused, though. We need to highlight... We need to highlight what's going on. We can't be like the both sides media that buries its hand in the sand and acts like this MAGA extremist stuff isn't taking place. So we have an obligation to call it out. But what we need to do is stay focused on building this pro-democracy, pro-normal coalition and not just play defense, right? We need to be on the offense with what politics should be about, which is actually caring about people and focusing on things like jobs and education and health care, right, and real freedoms, the freedom of a woman over her body, Brett. I, I was just thinking perhaps the Republicans have
1: completely misunderstood or are going by the wrong definition of what it means to go on the offense. And what they think it is, is to be, to go on the offensive, meaning to be offensive, because that seems to be all that Republicans are spewing right now. They're not going on the offense. They are just purely being offensive. And Ben, as we were discussing at the beginning of the show, I stole the beginning of the show, but at the beginning of the show and before the show, as we were discussing, we were like, what's a?" a Amazing. Amazing is the right word. But post midterms, it's like these Republicans decided, you know what? We lost. We did not do as well as anticipated. We really, by all accounts, basically got our asses handed to us. So what are we going to do? We're, we're going to go full Nazi right now. And not just like, we're going to like show, throw out code words like we used to and we're going to dog whistle to the credit. No, they were just like, we are literally going to become the nazi party of america and it's so dangerous they are learning that's why i've said i'm I'm sure people are sick of me saying this now since the election i said from day one i said the republicans are going to learn all the wrong lessons Mm -hmm. of the midterms and every single day We have seen that come to fruition. They're learning all the wrong lessons. They have doubled down on the extremist rhetoric. They are so beyond the pale as to the things they are doing, the things they are saying, and it's really just incredibly dangerous.
0: Brett, and to your point, there was this, like very wholesome moment in Nantucket where President Biden was visiting, and he was walking down the street saying hi to everybody. And then there was like a, a house with young kids in it who waved at Biden and said, "Hey, President Biden, we love you. How are you?" And so President Biden, showing emotion, um, went over there and said, "You know, hey, how are you?" and waved to them, which would seem to be a very normal, empathetic gesture, right? Can you imagine if that
1: happened to you, like if you were like a kid at first, any age, but if you were a kid and you were staring outside of whatever building or home or whatever you were in and the president of the United States and the first lady of the United States walks by and you go, Mr. President, Mr. President, please a picture, Mr. President, please. And then the president comes over to the window and takes a photo with you and makes your dream true that would be like a defining moment. That's like a core memory. In fact, like... You know, it's like, remember when we used to go to like Jets training camps and we used to show up outside of the Jets training camps, just hoping we could get like a photo with like the Jets quarterback or, you know, a wide receiver. The Hofstra or days that. when they were and still yeah, practicing we, at Hofstra. Exactly. I love that. Yes. Yeah, and it would, and those memories are the kinds of things that I, I, you know, I do think back on and I go, wow, that was a really special moment that we, and now imagine that's the president of the United States. This is one of the sweetest, most incredible moments, but it shows you the response to what happened here really shows you just how deranged and disturbed these MAGA Republicans are. I mean, truly sick, sick and twisted. And I think the response has been very revealing. Should we first play the video of the interaction, allow people to see what caused MAGA yes. world to just erupt in uproar? Okay, let's play it now.
3: Okay, here's Jill.
1: I mean, that's the kind of thing. I mean, just sweet. Just so
2: sweet. Just nice. A,
1: a sweet, nice, incredible moment. And any normal person would say, regardless of your political affiliation in the past, you'd be like, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It approach. shouldn't,
0: Brett, that shouldn't be a Roshark test. Remember the Roshark test? Roshark, with yeah, the, yeah. With, with the ink, ink blots. With the ink blots. Like, that should not be one of those types of tests, right? Like, everybody should look at that and go, sweet moment, you know, or, or, Okay, I mean, I, I I view it as a very sweet moment. But yeah. at worst, at worst, you should be like, okay, that's what presidents should do. Why is that even a thing? Okay, they know we, the president's showing empathy and 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 being supportive of the people who are cheering for him. But no, now that image is a roach Shark test, like the same way a global pandemic. You would normally be like, global pandemic, bad. Global pandemic, let's stop it. The guy who's in charge of our scientific enterprise here in the U.S., good. The guy who's trying to stop disease, good. But no, with MAGA Republicans bad, fascist, Nazi, they're trying to take away, you know, they're trying to come after all of us. Oh my God. Oh, the pandemic. It's not real. It's fake. It's like, what, what, what are you talking about? Can we take it? It's very, right? I mean- it, No, a hundred percent. And I think as
1: all Rorschach tests do, as they're designed to do, they give you a, a bit of uh mm-hmm. psychological perspective as to what goes through people's heads. And so we all saw that video. We all saw a sweet moment because we're all normal humans, right? We're all in the plane of normal normalcy like like we're regular human beings who like just like 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 our families and want to go out and have a good time and enjoy our lives but these That's maniacs here's some of the comments and i'll pull them up you have first i'll start with the new york post because it's a leg, like a newspaper saying this they show the photos and they go creepy joe biden Roasted for strange selfies. Is anything strange about that to you guys? The only thing strange here is the New York Post's framing on this. Well, let's Mar- also
2: just remind our audience real quick: New York Post is owned by Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch.
1: You have Mark. Le- what? How do you say his name? Ben Levin. Levin. Le- Mark Levin. Mark Levin from Fox News, and he posts an article about it and says pervert. Yeah, it's apparently perverted for a president to take a photo with supporters who are children who, who like made their life like that that's perverted i think that says a lot about mark levin more so than anybody else here. You have John Cardillo, one of these right now uh, ring. I don't even know what this guy does, to be honest. <laughs> Always with the little girls. Keep this creep away from kids. You have Tim Young. Wait, this picture is real? Crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. And I left in the top comment to his post because I think Ben, as an attorney, would appreciate this. And some, <laughs> some commenter wrote to him, but if someone else does the same thing, that person will end up in jail. <laughs> Talking about Christina Pushaw, uh Ron DeSantis' press, whatever she does for DeSantis, she's like Ron DeSantis' right hand person, wrote creepy pick. And Cat Turd, who apparently is the uh, I don't know, the 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 biggest advisor for their both the Republican Party and for Elon Musk, goes, <laughs> the creepy weirdo can't help himself. So cringe, scary shot of creepy Joe Biden peering through glass at small at small children worries Twitter. Did it though? Did it though? Or does it worry the sick and deranged and perverted people who like to sexualize children at every step of the way? I mean, this is a real sickness these magas have. It's a real, real, real sickness we're
0: dealing. I want you to think about it too, Brett, from the perspective of those young girls who took that photo. Um, in a very wholesome way with the president of the United States, whose photos are now out there, and now you have these MAGA Republicans sexualizing the photo and saying that it's creepy and saying mm-hmm. that it's perverted, and now they have to like ask their family too, like they're like mom, dad, they're saying this is. That this is a perverted thing. Like, did we do something wrong? Yeah. You don't know, no, it's that these MAGA Republicans, their prism of life, Brett, as you say, is to sexualize kids and is to spread these conspiracies. That's who they are. There's no other, there's no other way. This is a perfect test case of showing that. And the real danger of it, like when you look at,
1: you know, these movements like QAnon and these hashtags save the children kind of people, these magas who make everything, oh, creep, creep, creep that one of the dangers in what they're doing here, this is not a conspiracy theory, although it may sound like it because the QAnon crew pushes so hard in the other direction, but they're really covering up the bad behavior of a lot of people on their side. And by bad behavior, I mean a lot of horrific child sex crimes and a lot of horrific, horrific, illegal stuff, just sick, sick, sick things. And, you know, we expose this in a video that we put out and in a few videos that we put out, we've done like five minute plus montages on all the just depravity in the Republican party, people who have been actually convicted and sent to prison, people as high as the speaker of the house, the Republican speaker of the house, like two speakers ago. It's not like this is ancient history, was caught with child porn and soliciting children for sex. This is the real devious part of the Republican Party and all their rhetoric and stuff. It is all projection. It's all projection to cover up what they are actually doing. And it's sick and it's twisted and it's disgusting. And that's why we got to call them out for it. I mean, it's it's truly it's sick.
2: Yeah, and we say this all the time on the show, too. Every accusation from these MAGA Republicans is just an admission of guilt or, or a confession. It, it, that's their playbook. And I just feel, Ben, going back, you're so right. I feel so just bad for, for those girls who it should have been, a, and, it, and it still should be, a highlight of their lives, something that they'll tell their grandchildren about. When they saw the president walk by, they knocked on the window and said hi. But now just thinking about these girls who have to go to school, right? And kids are ruthless. And kids' parents are even worse. And I bet there's a lot of MAGA Republican parents out there still who are going to go and tell their children, oh, look how creepy this is. And then just that, that hate, then trickle. It, it's a trickle down of hate, like we talked about on the show trickle, too as well. Trickle, trickle. And, and,
0: and, and this is what they do to school teachers, like an, an entire profession who they try to act as exposing kids to all of this horrible content, which is not taking place. And I mean, they just go after people like that and, and denigrate people. But Brett, you talk about, um, you know, projection and Jordy, you talk about projection as well, Jordy, See, I don't, I don't want to forget there that Thanks you talk, I, about I, I, I well. talk about it. I did talk about it. This brings me to all the ultimate projector of them all, Donald Trump and his attacks on the special counsel right now, Jack Smith. We could probably do an entire episode showing all of the attacks on Jack Smith by Donald Trump and Jack Smith's family. I'll just focus on the ones from today. But we posting for those listening just on audio, we just posted a photo of Jack Smith. And, you know, that photo just terrifies Donald Trump. Like Jack Smith is the person that Donald Trump has tried to avoid his entire life. And one of the things, too, that I like about the Midas Touch podcast is when we bring in experts like we did in the election, like Tom Bonyer and Simon Rosenberg, or here with the special counsel, Karen Friedman Agnifilo, who actually was a lawyer who and is a lawyer who worked with Jack Smith, and we have kind of the first-hand knowledge, and then everyone tries to like attack us, like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." And then people kind of come around, and it's like, we're just trying to show you what's different about this than the actual kind of large media networks is like, we're not just pitting two people <laughs> against each other, unlike having like a split screen just to fill up airtime and fight. Like, we curate the actual experts to give you the data. Now, if the outcome doesn't Con- isn't consistent with the data. That happens sometimes. Sometimes there's anomalous you know outcomes but all i can do is show you the the data and donald trump here is clearly terrified of jack smith and we said we predicted this is exactly what mm-hmm. was going to happen when jack smith's name was invoked and people were like well does that make Merrick Garland weak i'm like no it's the strongest move you can make bringing jack smith in go back and watch those podcasts to get the full rundown of our breakdown there but this is what trump said about jack smith he goes the fully weaponized monster Jack Smith shouldn't be let anywhere near the political persecution of quote President Donald J. Trump. Why that's in quotes? <laughs> no, 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 he's no, not. I did nothing wrong on <laughs> January 6th and nothing wrong with the Democrats' fix on the document hoax. That is, unless the six previous presidents did something wrong. Also, dot, 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 dot. When will you invade Bill and Hillary's home in search of the 33,000 emails she deleted after receiving a subpoena from the oh, yeah, US yeah, Congress? Yeah. When will you invade when will you invade the other president's home in search of documents which are voluminous, which they took with them, but not nearly so openly and transparently as I did? He's in the midst of the crime. To he the spreads crime. the conspiracy <laughs> and then goes, which I took, but very transparently. One, you didn't. You literally committed obstruction of justice. You literally had your lawyer. um Submit a false declaration and submit a false affidavit to the Department of Justice saying all the documents were returned. You like I thought the they were planted. There, man. I thought they were planted. Now all of a sudden he says, "Yeah, I took them." <laughs> now, yeah, first they were planted and they took them, and then they're not nuclear secrets. Then everyone has nuclear secrets. Like the way that story shifted and changed. You know, one of the things that get not talked about enough is that Trump himself. Was the person who cherry picked the documents to return to the Department of Justice after they caught him, after the archives, the National Archives caught him back in January of 2022. Trump like went through him, hid like the nuclear secrets and top secret records in between newspaper clippings like that wasn't going to actually be discovered and then turned him over like, that's it. That's everything. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Inside page A22, that looks like it may be a top secret sensitive compartmented information. Hey, Department of Justice, check that out. And then so a grand jury issued a subpoena to Donald Trump. And then what they do? They then turned over in a red weld one of these folders, additional top secret sensitive compartmented records, and then signed a declaration saying, this is it. This is everything. But the Department of Justice has information on the inside that it's not that. So then when they search Mar-a-Lago on August 8th, they they saw the records that were stolen. So one, he was not then he just admits to the crime
2: because I did it it. (laughs) and
0: and then I don't even want to, like, go into reading all of these, you know, but like he then talks about literally the sister in law of the special counsel. Jack Smith. So there's something about the sister-in-law. Then there's another one about the late mother-in-law uh-huh. of the special counsel and then the wife. So he is specifically targeting and then doxing mother-in-law, sister-in-law, yeah. wife of the special counsel. Now, in addition to just being completely deranged, in addition to that being evidence, like Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the next exhibit in order, Donald Trump's social media post. And Mr. Trump's, like, like it's admitting the crimes, but it's also more evidence of obstruction. Yeah, You know, he should never have had the immunity when he was the president, but he was being covered up before by Bill Barr, who was covering up for him, even though he now tweets all these, you know, and says all these things about Bill Barr, who literally covered for all of his crimes. But the stuff that he was doing with Mueller, As a private citizen, it's just more crimes. And Jack Smith's background, by the way, was prosecuting war criminals for obstruction of justice (laughs) and literally like killing people and threatening people's lives. And that's who Donald Trump's doing this to. Jack Smith's probably like, bring it on, bring it on. But but, uh, you're reading this. It's just like these are these are literally deranged people. You think a war crimes
1: prosecutor is scared of Donald Trump? Give me a freaking break. And you know that every night, I'll tell you right now, Donald Trump will never have a good night's sleep the rest of his life. Those tweets are not the tweets of a happy person. (laughs) or or whatever the truths, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They're not the truths of a a person who's enjoying their days, who's enjoying their family, who's enjoying their lives. This is a miserable human being. So you could take some solace in that. And I'm telling you, and I know there'll be people in the comments, the same way with all the other stuff that we predict, and ultimately happens down the line. When I say this, Jack Smith is going to take care of him. Jack Smith indictments are coming for this guy. That's why he is freaking out. He knows his back is against the wall. And I thought one of the most brilliant things that you brought to light, Ben, and I have to read it here if, if you guys are cool with it, is the quote from Jack Smith from a few months ago, from I believe it was May 2022. I want to revisit this for a second. Jack Smith had just secured a conviction for obstruction and intimidation in a war crimes case in, in regarding something that happened in Kosovo. And here was his statement. And now, yes, this is a statement about this war crimes case, but this so aptly applies to Donald Trump here that it is eerie. And I'll read it for you as quick as I can. Today, justice was served. As stated by the trial panel today, the protection of witnesses from intimidation and harm lies the very foundation of any system of criminal justice. The acts and conduct of the accused challenge that very foundation. The acts and statements in this case took place in a climate of intimidation. The specialist prosecutor's office will continue to vigorously pursue investigation and prosecution of all acts of witness intimidation, retaliation against witnesses, or obstruction of justice. Intimidating or retaliating against such victims is, in my view, a gravely serious crime which strikes at the heart of this institution's ability to do justice and the rule of law. If you seek to intimidate or retaliate against witnesses of this court, I will do all that is in my power to assure you that you will ultimately find yourself brought to justice. So you know, everybody, that every time Donald Trump is sending out those truths, attacking special counsel, Jack Smith, attacking his wife, attacking his other family members, you know, Jack Smith is just jotting it down. Okay. And add it to the list, adding it to the list, adding it to the list.
2: We still have to find a better name for the truth. For for his for his tweet platform no, no, because so we can't sorry. keep calling them true. Everything is dumb. <laughs> so, everything is so stupid. Deranged unhinged <laughs> comments.
0: How about yes, Brett, Brett? To your point, everything is dumb and everything is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, everything that the MAGA Republicans are doing. I mean, Trump hosted at Mar-a-Lago. Nick Fuentes and nick fuentes there's lots of horrible human beings in the billions and billions of people who live on planet earth but he's probably one of the most miserable horrible human beings saying the most hateful and horrific things literally celebrating hitler making jokes about the holocaust um, literally every group from women to LGBTQ plus to, he praises Putin all the time and says, why is it a bad thing if Putin and Hitler, if Putin's being compared to, Hitler? I mean, you could just go on and on after the midterm elections, he called for a, uh, dictatorship. Like I could spend again, uh, a full podcast talking about all of the hate that he spews, but Kanye West brought uh, Nick Fuentes to this dinner. At Mar-a-Lago. MAGA Mad Libs.
2: MAGA Mad Just say that sentence one more time.
0: And then we knew we knew it because after the dinner, Kanye posted about it and said that Trump believed that Nick Fuentes was a very like compelling person. Like it was a very, you know, he's very influential to Trump. He made statements to very impressed. What do you say, Brett? He was very impressed. Very impressed yeah, very impressed with Nick Fuentes where the uh, exact words. Remember, an actual, and then, this guy's an
1: actual Nazi.
0: Like, let's not sugarcoat
1: it. Like, literally, he, the guy's a Nazi.
0: And then, so after the dinner, and then it became, like, first, Trump's instinct was to do nothing. And the reporting is, is that Trump did nothing because he was afraid of losing support from his base. And so he didn't say anything. Then when it became, and we're, we're just posting a post by Hugo Lowell, um, Trump ultimately made clear that he fundamentally did not want to criticize white supremacist and anti-Semite Nick Fuentes after dinner at Mar-a-Lago over fears that it might antagonize a devoted part of his base. But finally, when it became a big story, he then put out these like deranged statements, again, not criticizing Nick Fuentes in any way, not condemning Nick Fuentes, but just claiming stand back, stand by. Basically, it was mm-hmm. basically a version. You're of Right. That. You're right. Like, like, I I don't I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I don't know who the Oath Keepers are. I don't know who Nick Fuentes was. It was just someone who Kanye brought over to the house. And he said a bunch of other despicable things. But but, Brad, anything you want to add there?
1: Yeah, I'll add that Nick Fuentes. Uh, you know, <laughs> Trump. Trump is right. Nick Fuentes is does represent a large part of the Republican base, and if that is your base, let me tell you, you got a problem. If Nazis are your base, you need to do some introspection and some soul searching. And he's a, a character who says horrific, outrageous, horrible, horrible, horrible things, but he has got an in. With some of the major players in the Republican Party. This is not Main just street. Donald Trump. This is him with Marjorie Taylor Green at an event. This is the same event where he said good things about Hitler, by the way, and good things about Putin and and all the other horrific things he said at this Marjorie event.
0: Marjorie Grail Green was standing next to them at the event and, and, and spoke at the event. Spoke at the event,
1: and this is them uh celebrating together after everything was made. And then, you know, like a day later, when Marjorie Taylor Green got shit for it, I think she was the same Trump excuse. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. He this guy's Been floating around these right wing circles for a bit. On the right, you see, um, if you're looking at this, I have a picture of him with Paul Gosar, who looks like a a movie villain as well. And the tweet from Nick Fuentes at the time said, Great meeting today with Congressman Gosar. America is truly uncanceled. They held fundraising events together with Gosar. Um, You know, this is a guy who's really been embedded with the party. And now, you know, you have all these really kind of tepid voices. Like you have Rana McDaniel, who like didn't say anything. And then you have Kevin McCarthy, who I still think hasn't really said anything. And then Ronna McDaniel goes and she releases some half-assed statement, which is like, we condemn anti-Semitism and that is bad. Refusing to actually comment on the actual dinner, on Trump, on Nick Fuentes, none of that. Just like a blanket statement that could have been done any day of the week. And now like days and days later, it took like a lot lot of time to get here. We finally have a few people starting to make statements about it, but they're all still like kind of weak statements. And it's bizarre that like it took days for you to be able to say, you know what, the Nazis, dining with Nazis, not a good thing. Not a good thing we condemn it. It should not take like five days for you to craft a half ass statement, many of which also somehow blame the Democrats for it. Um, I mean, these are like real, 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 real sickos. That's why, like, we're not in the realm of normal political behavior here. There's nothing normal about that. And Republicans have gotten so far, so extreme, so far to the right that anybody who's not in their weirdo Nazi ecosystem to them looks like a woke liberal. I mean, or a, I can't, rhino. Or a rhino. I can't tell you how many times over the past few days when I've condemned such statements. I didn't realize it was controversial to condemn these statements, but when I condemned Nick Fuentes' kind of statements where he said positive things about Hitler and Nazis, where I said, you know what, that's not good. And people should speak out against this anti-Semitism. And the comments I got were, yeah, a Jew would say that. Okay, you pedo. Okay, you commie, okay, Antifa. Like that, that's the discourse that we're at right now in this country where if you condemn Nazis, you're too woke for the Republican Party. And that makes you a commie, an antifa, a pedo. This is is what they do. What we're dealing with also is like this, it's like the McCarthy era. It's like McCarthyism. Ironically, we have somebody currently at the top of the Republican Party named McCarthy as well. But we have this sort of digital and probably beyond digital McCarthyism in the Republican Party, where if you break ranks from them, where in this case, it means If you're not a Nazi or if you don't support Nazis, guess what? That makes you Antifa. That makes you a pedophile. That makes you a commie. That makes you a rhino. And you need to be ousted. You need to be banned from social media. You need to be ostracized from society. Like This is their belief system. And it's honestly really horrifying and terrifying. It's really dangerous stuff.
0: And, and, and it gets worse, if you could believe it, it gets even worse than that, because first off, those that messaging comes from the top. It actually comes from the mainstream Republican leaders. And then when it is internalized by their MAGA radical extremist supporters, you see what happens is very reminiscent of what took place at the certification in Maricopa County today, where these MAGA Republican individuals showed up there just to give these speeches, they left when the Maricopa County Board
2: actual workers work, yeah.
0: actually wanted to speak and say, well, we'll go through these issues with you. If you're raising these conspiracies, we'll show you that they're all false. And the people left, but they would they would like look at the Maricopa, Maricopa Board of Elections people and they would say, you committed treason. The punishment for treason is death. And they would make comments like that, like threatening the lives of the people who work, you know, the the government workers who are just trying to certify the election results. And then you even have, for example, in Cochise County, right, Brett, Um, they refuse to even certify the results. They're being, in Arizona, they're being sued right now. But Arizona, you had so many people there cross party lines. You know, what's interesting, and we'll talk to Adrian Fontes about this, you now have more independents in Arizona than I think even Democrats in Arizona mm-hmm. and the independents. We were talking about this from day one on Midas Touch Network when we got tens of thousands of responses of people fleeing the MAGA Republican Party. But, you know, independents and people who are not affiliated with political parties and former Republicans who are still like, I, I don't know, like I still I'm a Republican, but I'm not a MAGA Republican. These people are out of their mind. But this coalition of pro-democracy, pro-normal saying, we need to get stuff done for the American people, and we got to stop these MAGA extremists, that was the lesson from the Arizona election, because so many people crossed over and voted for people like Adrian Fontes against Mark Fincham. Adrian Fontes was running against someone who was literally at the insurrection, who wants to overturn the results of the 2020 election. That's who was running for the Secretary of State, Kerry Lake. Was st- you know, now, filing a lawsuit, she lost by nearly 20,000 votes, 17,000 plus votes. Well, then you Trump Donald Trump today to <laughs> saying Carrie Lake should be
1: installed as governor of Arizona. Like, remember a few months ago when President Biden gave a speech on democracy that none of the networks carried for some reason, Um still baffling to me, and he said, you know, using his term, a little jab, I think, with it, a little kind of sarcasm with it, uh, but a powerful statement. He said, these are semi-fascists. He called it a semi-fascist movement. And the media freaked out, like people freaked. How dare we say that? How do you label a political party? Just a couple months later, the party is fully embracing Nazism. And you have the leader of the party, who's their leading presidential contender at the moment, calling to install, his words, install someone as governor who lost their election. It's straight up fascism, folks. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But here's the good news. 14 out of the 15 counties in Arizona have certified the election, including Maricopa County. Yes, that means Carrie Lake, you lost again. You could tweet all your bullshit Twitter posts you want with your ridiculous Zoom filter, which I kind of want to know what that is, actually. Please send
2: me. I'm curious about I think I kind of got the Carrie Lake filter going on tonight. I, I
1: don't know. You, you might be able to use it with that shine.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but listen,
1: you lost. You lost again. You just have this one county. County Right now, Cochise County, who voted to illegally postpone, they'll ultimately be forced to do so. Mark Elias, an incredible elections attorney, is already on the case, already fighting it. It's just so ridiculous. And you see like all these election denier meetups now, they just don't hit the same. Just don't hit the same as 2020 guys it's like three people with a megaphone like it's just it, it, it they look as crazy as they sound. you know what
2: it's it is like, it's elvis's like last act it's just sad at this point when they're when they're denying all the when they're just they're lunatics ultimately and Ben, what i want to add to it and i know we're sticking <laughs> on arizona here is just like also it, it, the midterm showed that it was an outright rejection of this fascism, of this ultra-maga-ism across the country, because Doug Mastriano here, who is running against my future governor, Josh Shapiro, in my great commonwealth of Pennsylvania, he was at the insurrection too. And people overwhelmingly here obviously voted for Shapiro, as we all know. So that was a major, like that was the lesson to learn yeah. from the midterms. And what did the Republicans learn, as we all know, is let's go Make crazier. The, the, let's hang out learned. with Nazis.
0: Yeah, they've learned Mike Lindell. Let's let the pillow guy, who literally was seen leaving the White House around the insurrection, <laughs> saying martial law and appoint Cash. Yeah, this guy who was putting the photo up, <laughs> and appoint Cash Patel, the head of to make him the head of the CIA. He, he had the papers falling out. You know out what, Ben?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna do devil's advocate
0: for They should. Mike Lindell
1: should, he should be the head <laughs> of the Republican Party. He absolutely should be. Give him the job because he represents the party far more than anybody else. That is who the Republican Party is. They are all deranged, just like him. They have followed in his footsteps. And for all intents and purposes, the people like him and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they are the leaders of the party. They are the leaders of the party. And these are the people who you have, like a guy like Kevin McCarthy, giving more power to in this Congress. They look at the midterms. They look at all that. They look at Nick Fuentes having events, a Nazi having events with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Kevin McCarthy goes, you know what? What? I'm so craven, I'm so in need of these votes that what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give Marjorie Taylor Greene, the woman who is an anti-Semite, who hangs out with literal Nazis, I'm going to give her power. That's, that's what I'm going to, it's going to be my, in fact, that's going to be my first act of business <laughs> as, uh, if, if I get to be a leader of Congress, that's going to be my first act.
2: And let me just add this, Brett, like that is the only silver lining that you could possibly take. You know, you guys know I'm a big silver lining person from this moment because we, it truly is such a dystopian freaking moment that we're living through right now that they're literally aligning themselves with Nick Fuentes, a known white supremacist, a known Nazi, is that like, I have faith in the American people overwhelmingly that they see what's going on. And when the next election cycle comes, they are going to stand up and reject this behavior in massive numbers. The Republicans have learned nothing. And
0: Jordi, you talk about silver lining. I think a lot of your optimism comes from the fact that people like Adrian Fontes were elected. No election denying secretary of state candidate prevailed in their state. And these protectors of democracy like Fontes won. One of the things that I'm so Fascinated about with Fontes, or you know, and his is his connection to the Midas Touch uh, network. You know, Fontes is Fontes; he's a superstar. So, you know, I think regardless of Midas Touch Network, Fontes is going to do his Fontes thing. But when we saw Fontes early on in the Democratic primaries, just having this authentic message, he didn't have a lot of followers, and I was like, there's something special about Fontes and we were all talking. We said, Let, let's let's get him on the show early on when no one really knew who Fontes was, you know, outside of Arizona. Um, but again, always a superstar, Fontes. And his interview with us went, went crazy viral. Um, like, you know, it led to MSNBC putting it on the show and all these other networks and the video got millions of views that came out of it. Um, and so to see kind of Adrian Fontes early on with that message that he had, And knowing that it would resonate and seeing it resonate and knowing the great work he's going to be able to do for the people of Arizona right now makes it extra special. So I'm excited to bring Adrian Fontes on. And I'm also excited to talk about some positive news in the Biden administration also after the interview with Adrian Fontes. But I do want to talk about a few things. First off, have you seen our new podcast, our new true crime thriller, American PSYOP, which tells the story of General Wes Clark's son, Wes Clark Jr., who gets caught up in a bunch of influencing operations and all of these cults that target him and mercenary groups that target him. It, I don't want to reveal more of the plot than that, but it exists within this kind of fulcrum of where America was in 2016 at the time of that election. It's already number it's the top ten true crime. It's top twenty of all, all podcasts shows. in the country. So check it out, American Psyop. P S Y O P. Download it. You will love American Psyop. We, we also, have like a
1: chat. We have a chat between the three of us where we all just go crazy with like American Psyop things. Even though it's our show, <laughs> like we're like, Yo, <laughs> I'm like, did, did you know two? that?
0: Did <laughs> you realize? They're like, yeah, we're listening to it, <laughs>
1: dude. And, and, and so the, the the episodes drop every Tuesday. So episode four is dropping tomorrow, and. I'm not going to say anything because uh, like Ben said, it's like one of the shows, the less you know, the better. And it's all true. It's a true crime series that is so important to everything that's going on today. But episode four is where stuff gets absolutely wild. And I'm just going to say that because I don't want to ruin anything, but go through, binge tell a friend, American PSYOP,
0: holy crap, you guys.
2: Yeah. Just in case it's, it wasn't clear, the episodes build off of each other. So go back and listen to the first one yeah. and then you'll be ready for Tuesday.
0: And please also consider becoming a patron of the Midas Touch Network. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. We just passed 2,500 patrons. There's lots of exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, extra podcasts. Uh, special merch drops, and so much more that you can only get at patreon.com slash touch. But most importantly, help grow this independent media network. We are not funded by any outside investors at all, especially none of the millionaire and billionaire outside investors who fund the both sides media and the pro fashion media. So we are 100% accountable to you, we are 100% independent. And if you can, no worries if you can. I know you subscribe to a lot of things, but please consider becoming a member of our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash MidasTouch. And also check out the best unapologetically pro-democracy gear at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. We got great clothes for the winter and and great clothes for the next summer. Great stuff. Store.midastouch.com. And finally, our next partner is a product I use literally every day, and that is literally true. You know this by now. It's Athletic Greens. And I started taking Athletic Greens because I used to take a lot of like vitamin pills and gummies. Yes, I was a gummy person. And no, it was absolutely not working at all. But then I replaced it with Athletic Greens. It is delicious. It is this green powder that you scoop it, you put it in a cup, you put water in, you shake it up, you drink it. And with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfood probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus and aging all things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free, it's for you. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And not only is it cheaper than your cold brew habit, it's definitely cheaper than your vitamin habit. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Right now, Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Midas. Again, that is athleticgreens.com dot com slash midas to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance now let's bring in our interview with friend of the midas touch network adrian fontes we are joined by a good friend of the pod adrian fontes a marine corps vet a father and the Arizona Secretary of State-Elect. I couldn't be prouder to say that. Adrian Fontes, it's been quite the journey together. Congratulations, and welcome to the Midas Touch podcast again.
3: Thank you so much for having me, gents. Uh, It's a great joy, and uh, I got to say, I don't think you guys played a small part. Uh, You guys were part of it, so thank you very much, and thanks to all the folks out there um, who helped us get to where we are and to beat back the, uh, poops, I think, is uh, what we're going to start. It's calling
2: a kind, it. it's okay, a kind okay. way to It's a kind it, way to be more me. of
3: a statesman. now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more of a statesman. But look, these nincompoops, uh, particularly Mark Fincham, who you ran against, the MAGA extremist election denying candidate, although if you are a MAGA extremist, that means you are an election denier. If you are an election denier, you are a MAGA extremist. You know, uh, the people of Arizona spoke, though, and they resoundingly favored a defender of democracy. Over an election denier, conspiracy theorist, insurrectionist. What do you make of that?
3: Well, Ben, I think there's a lot of factors involved here. The idea of democracy uh, being preserved and protected was one of them. But look, we built a coalition of Republicans and Independents as well. A lot of folks from the business community. We had some captains of industry, if you will, um, on our side because they knew that kind of extremism is, uh, you know, it's contemptible. It breeds uncertainty and chaos and. The business community here in Arizona is very, very strong. They like opportunity. um, They like prosperity and they like consistency. They like mature heads who want to just have conversations. You know, we heard from the legal community as well about the potential sort of wackiness that that this type of leadership would present. Uh, Folks in education, folks in the arts and sciences uh, and across, again, the political spectrum People just wanted some some normalcy and 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 um, what the other side presented was not. And so uh, we won.
0: And do you think that is a template that, you know, you, you were on the time cover of Time magazine for being a defender of democracy with a bunch of other individuals in other states, too, who were defending democracy from election deniers? Do you think that what you see in Arizona, though, is also a template that we can look at, you know, for the nation to bring this kind of pro-normal coalition together?
3: Well, I, I think it's a lot more than just pro-normal. I think what we have to do is be pro-truth. Uh, and when we say election deniers, we're being politically correct. They are authoritarians. They don't believe in the consent of the governed, which is a part of the American ethos. Uh, They are those like my former opponent are seditionists. They wanted to violently overthrow the government and they tried. He was there on January 6th. So I I think one of the critical components of my campaign wasn't just that I was not that guy, but that I was fiercely the American guy, the guy who is going to really call it what it is. It isn't just a lie. Uh, It is a lie that is damaging and detrimental to the nation. And we have to attack it, not just defend against it, but attack it for what it is. It is a cancer. It needs to go away. Uh, And I think, you know, a lot of times in sports, we say um, the best offense is a good defense. Well, in this case, the best defense was a really solid offense. Uh, And that's the candidacy that I presented to Arizona's voters, and they agreed.
0: So what comes next now? Um, As the secretary of state elect soon to assume the responsibilities as Arizona secretary of state, what are the priorities and where do you focus on right away?
3: Well, initially, you know, we're going to get down and dirty. Uh, We're going to roll up our sleeves and and go out to all 15 of our counties uh, and make sure that their election administrators have the resources they need. We saw some hiccups in the primary in August because of understaffing. Uh, and underfunding of an election department in Pinal County. Uh, we saw some technical difficulties in Maricopa County, nothing insurmountable and nothing that harmed any voters. But these are the kinds of things that that uh, give fuel to that fire on the other side. So we've got to improve what is already a very, very good game of election administration in Arizona. That's number one. Uh, second, and 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 one of the things that a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to is as I indicated, the business community cares. We've got to make our business services operate at the speed of business, not at the speed of government. So we're going to be doing a survey uh, of our business services, making sure that the folks in the secretary's office have the resources they need. And now that the former secretary is moving up to the ninth floor, which is the governor's office, uh, I think we'll have uh, a good ear uh, to make sure we get the resources we need to help business in Arizona move forward with strength uh, and uh, and obviously The third biggest priority is to make sure that we preserve Arizona's history and heritage, which is amazing, Uh, and um, being part of the libraries and archives and hopefully the museum, again, the secretary's office, can keep the seal uh, elevated with pride. one
0: of the things that you hear, and I won't use election denying anymore, although I want up to your nincompoop, but I'll just call them seditionists now, which okay. is the appropriate name that they're now saying in one of the <laughs> common refrains that we hear, you know, for example, Carrie Lake, after she palled with Trump and Alina Habba and all of that in Mar-a-Lago coming back and basically saying, you know, people in Arizona's votes were suppressed and you know, citing policies that MAGA extremists and seditionists put in place to try to limit voting in certain areas. And it was just the ultimate, you know, I think Mark Elias said it best. He's like the amount of chutzpah, you must say, to complain about things, for example, like long lines that are taking place in certain areas when literally it has been Democrats and, you know, and a broader coalition of people who support our democracy, who are saying, let's figure out ways to have not long lines. Like there's easier ways to do this, folks. And now they're citing long lines as an issue, like the ultimate chutzpah is putting it nicely. But what do you make of of statements like that?
3: Well, I think it's hypocrisy. Uh, you know, it, it it's not just chutzpah, although there's an element of that involved. And just so people understand sort of the context in Arizona. 30-something years ago, we created this early voting system that has become very, very robust in Arizona. 80% of our voters get their ballot in the mail and then mail it back. Well, this year for this election, the MAGA Republicans told their people, bring those back by hand or just vote in person. Don't use the early voting system. And then- they have this but a complain that it's taking a lot longer. Well, the system was designed to bring all those early ballots in early so they could do literally due diligence on every single one of those two and a half million ballots uh, that come in and, and take care that the signature is correct, that the ballot matches the ballot envelope, that all of these other details are checked out. By causing that delay through directly encouraging their voters to wait till the last second, they caused the problem that they're now complaining about, right? So they took a system that the Republicans created, the reasonable Republicans, by the way, because there's two Republican parties in Arizona right now. The reasonable Republicans created an efficient system uh, that was secure and accountable. We improved it a little bit in Maricopa County when I was the recorder. And now these guys did exactly what would have been needed to be done to make it less efficient, which is by telling voters, to use the system in a way that would make it less efficient. And and leadership matters. And so when you've got bad leadership giving bad instructions to voters, some of those voters are going to agree and they're going to go with those instructions. And it's going to make things not better but worse. Uh, We're going to counter that uh, fiercely uh, and illustrate why it is that those folks in that little corner of the Republican Party are flat wrong. uh, And they're getting a lot of pushback politically from the reasonable Republicans now. So the future... Uh, of Arizona's Republican Party is going to be very interesting to watch uh, as things push forward.
1: Yeah. And, you know, your election as Secretary of State is so important for all the reasons that we've already gone through in this show, but we're already seeing the the tangible effects of, of the tangible reasons as to why your election as secretary of state is so important right now in the aftermaths of these elections. We're seeing many Republican-led county election boards already refusing to certify the election results. We are seeing threats of violence that have even caused at least one election official to go into hiding. I know our listeners are following that stuff. I know some of them are concerned about the actions that- people are taking should folks be concerned about that what happens next with these challenges how do we push back in general against these anti-democratic forces
3: well the concerns are real you know we do have these sort of um you know these often the fringes boards of supervisors many of which are just three members uh in cochise county for example down in the southeast corner of arizona uh, up in mojave county in the, the kingman uh, bullhead city area Uh, And they're very, very conservative. A couple out of the three, you only need two out of the three to have some of these weird things happening. Uh, So that's really problematic. And and Bill Gates, the election official you're talking about, who is literally in an undisclosed location now because of the threats, he's a friend of mine. He was on the board of supervisors here in Maricopa County when I was the county recorder. We worked hand in glove to create that great system that did very well in 2020 and in 2022, um and and it's terrible that that i you know a friend of mine is in hiding because of these terrorist threats so first and foremost we need to call them terrorist threats the very definition uh, of terrorism is met here where threats of violence or violence are used against civilians to reach a political end we call them domestic terrorists because that's who they are number one Uh, and number two we do everything that we can to continue to push towards pro-voter reforms and the truth, fighting back with vigor and aggression against the lies. Uh, this isn't time to be you know, sort of mamby-pamby and worry about the feelings of the MAGA Republicans. We've got plenty of folks uh, on the political right who do not like the, the Trumpist movement. They do not like authoritarianism, uh, and that showed in this election. Look, Democrats only have 31, 32% of registered voters in Arizona, and and I beat my opponent by uh, five points. Uh, We needed Republicans. We needed independents, and we got them, and we got them because they were rejecting the MAGA agenda. We got to keep pushing forward uh, and doing everything that we can, uh, supporting candidates uh, into the 2024 cycle and and, and those folks who are actually being threatened uh, in every way that we can.
1: Yeah, that's why on this show, we we constantly give shout outs to, of course, Gen Z, who showed up in huge numbers, to women who showed up to vote for their freedoms, and also to the independents and disaffected Republicans who came out and rejected that other faction of the party that, for whatever reason, has such a hold in Arizona. And in Arizona specifically, as you look at all the races, one of the things I noticed was there must have been a whole lot of ticket splitting here, meaning that voters were voting for both Democrats and and Republicans, so long as those Republicans were not the extremist MAGA-style Republicans on the same ballot. How does that affect, does it affect your role as Secretary of State? And how do you plan to govern as Secretary of State in a way that meets the needs of Democrats, of independents, and of these Republicans who may have voted against their own party for the sake of standing up for democracy?
3: You know, I was having that conversation with uh, someone earlier today. Campaigns are different than governing when you campaign you fight fiercely against the policy proposals uh, of your opponent uh, sometimes it gets personal it did not in this campaign at least not from my side uh in any event uh and you and you and you you go forward fiercely uh, and with strength and then you've got to switch gears which we're doing now into governing because as secretary of state i don't just represent democrats or uh, you know centrist republicans i represent uh, all of arizona and that includes the MAGA Republicans. And so what we're going to have to do is move towards uh, not a conciliatory uh, uh, phase, which a lot of people think is the way to go, but a more truthful phase. And that is uh, to make sure that we include all reasonable, truth-loving citizens in the conversation and continue still uh, to fight with vigor against the lies because they exist. And by the way, the reason that I don't, Want to anybody to think that I'm going to be very conciliatory towards the liars is because they don't carry the the, the full spirit of American democracy with them. They are, you know, uh, authoritarians They are seditionists, yeah. and they don't deserve that sort of conciliatory uh, tone. The, they don't have to agree with me on a whole bunch of other policies, but when it comes to the core ideas of democracy, that every eligible citizen's vote counts and should count. Uh, if they're not thinking that, then I don't have time for them. And I don't have to apologize for that. I don't have to apologize for being assertive uh, and pushing against them, even though I will respect their vote. I will respect the outcome of the 2024 election uh, if it's a candidate who's not of my political stripe. That's just the way this thing is supposed to work. But that doesn't mean I have to kiss their tails. And that ain't going to happen. So when we do move forward, It's going to be with an eye towards the truth, uh, an eye towards uh, data driven decisions that are going to benefit all of Arizona's voters, uh, whether we agree with them or not. But I'm definitely not going to be operating from a position of appeasement. Uh, That's that's not my style.
1: Yeah, as we like to say, if you're trying to be in the middle between a truth and a lie or between autocracy and democracy, you're going to end up somewhere in the middle of those things, which is not going to be good. You're not going to have the truth. You're not going to be on the side of democracy if you are trying to appease those voices. So I like that you're, you know, so forceful in repudiating those extremist forces here. I think that's and important. from my
2: perspective, following this race as closely as I could, you know, from my Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is that you resonated so well with your constituents because among all the great things that you are, you're you're a truth teller. What do you think resonated so well with the great people of Arizona, being a truth teller, just being strong in your convictions?
3: Well, I, I think it's a combination of those things. But look, you don't have to go too far back to recognize a, a little thing that in Arizona we were proud of called the Straight Talk Express. Right, <laughs> That was uh, old Senator John McCain's uh, way of doing things. And there were plenty of folks on his own side of the aisle that weren't too happy with him sometimes. And and that is Arizona. Look, we are a very, very independent type of folks. You know, there's more independence than there are Democrats in Arizona. And and, and the parties are losing ground because folks want to go with leaders who are not going to suck up to them, who are not going to hedge, uh, who are going to be solid in their convictions, even if they don't agree with you. And, and, and here's the thing that I thought was great about the way that we moved through our campaign. I had Republicans who came to me and said, I will probably never vote for you again, but because of this issue and it's so prevalent, I'm gonna support you. And they were writing me checks and saying, you've got to win this one because of where we're at. And I'm perfectly okay with that because you can't just be loyal to your party and the person who represents the party because sometimes that's not the person who represents you and your values. And because this campaign was about really mostly that issue, uh, we brought a lot of people on board. So it's up to me. It's up to some of the rest of the folks who are uh, coming into office to make sure that people realize that this is this is far bigger than the, just this one issue. Uh, and Arizona does go with really folks who tell the truth, and uh, I'm okay with it, even if it sometimes hurt, uh, even if it sometimes hurts me, uh, or if it's inconvenient for some folks. You know, that's a uh, that's the way we've got to do things, and that's the way Arizona likes to operate. And uh, you know, I'm an Arizona and true and true. So uh, that's that's where I'm going to be.
2: I love it. I love it. And you know what? I also love something that a lot of folks listening to this might not know now, but you're about to explain it because I I, I need to get your take. So, again, one thing that folks might not know is just how involved your mother was in your campaign. It was awesome. Every time yeah. we tweet about you, someone would write us and be like, oh, my gosh, I donated to him and received a personal thank you card from his mom. It was the best. Could you tell yeah. us about that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we had the uh, the thank you um, event for for her and her volunteers last night here at headquarters as we're kind of tearing stuff down from the campaign. In 2016, when I first ran, uh, I was sitting at my desk writing thank you postcards to my donors. And my mom comes up to me and she's like, thought what are you doing? And I said, well, mom, I'm writing thank you cards for my donors. And she says, why? I said, because like you raised me to do this, mom. And she goes, no, no, no. Why are you doing it? And I said, uh, she says, you need to be on the phone getting more money. She says, give me the stack. So she took the cards, the stamps, and the list, and she started writing them herself. uh, (laughs) And she's been doing it ever since. So donors to my campaign, we had to set a threshold because we had over like 35,000 individual donors. And and she's in her late 70s, so God bless her. But, you know, folks who donated uh, would get a personalized Uh, postcard from her. And then we had so many, such a backlog that we got some volunteers to help her address, put the addresses on, but she still insists on saying, you know, thank you for donating to my son. And then she signs it, Dr. Linda Pucci, and she puts the stamp on all of them herself. And she takes a lot of pride in it. Uh, And last night, you know, a lot of the volunteers that helped her out and did some other postcards came and we had some desserts and yeah, I just, I got my work ethic from her. um, And she's just, you know, been plugging away. They still got a stack left to do, but Um, she played a critical role in this campaign and and you're right. People recognize that they love the personal touch. And, uh, that's, that's an important part of this because if you take the humanity out of politics, uh, then you're not doing it right. And so that's, that's one of the critical components to keeping us honest, uh, and keeping this whole thing real.
2: That is, that's my favorite story ever on this podcast. That's awesome. (laughs) I, I do want to take this quickly though, to, to a more serious note, Um, And switch gears after this election, after these midterms, you've seen a lot of these ultra MAGA talking heads that are in favor of increasing the voting age from 18 to 21. Uh, As someone yourself who's fought bravely to defend this country, what does it say that, you know, Republicans are okay for someone to defend this country at 18, but you can't vote for the elected officials who make that decision of where to ultimately send you?
3: Well, what it says is that they're afraid of the electorate and and all of their efforts to suppress the vote over the last several years several decades have been because they understand that people have power and they understand that in our democracy the people have the power uh, not those uh, privileged few who find themselves in office and they want to maintain that power up in their own echelons and they know that the youth aren't really aligned with where they're at and so by narrowing the pool of voters they think they'll be able to preserve their power. It's like a rat cornered uh, is just trying to scratch out whatever exit route that they can. Uh, And it's really quite pathetic to think that these folks would go after it from that angle, uh, understanding and at least alleging that they're such supporters of the military. uh, And, you know, they pound their chests and pretend to be such macho guys. But, you know, when it comes down to it, they're not willing to support veterans when it's necessary. They're not willing to support veterans' families uh, and so it, it's just part and parcel of their power at any cost sort of mentality. And if it comes at the cost of of, of tomorrow's leaders, if it comes at the cost of the future, then I'm not about that. And, and I don't think that it's just about uh, those folks who are serving. Uh, I think it's about young voters who are concerned with the environment, young voters who are concerned with education, young voters who are concerned with so many of those other issues that we're facing. Uh, that that these MAGA Republicans just don't want to address because they don't have any answers to them. Their answer to every question is 2020 was stolen. You know, you ask them about uh, literacy rates, they'll say 2020 was stolen. You ask them about homelessness, <laughs> they'll say 2020 so was stolen. You ask them about the Ukraine, they'll say uh, 2020 was stolen. It's just insane. They don't have any policies other than that and own the libs. Well, uh, you know, we're going to start owning the rebs. Uh, we're going to hit at them really hard. And and we're going to piss them off at every corner uh, until we continue to beat them down because that's all that they deserve. Uh, and we're not going to do it shyly. We're going to do it uh, with, with, with some strength.
2: I love it. Any final message to the Midas, Marty and everyone watching out there?
3: Yeah. Listen, y'all. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, so many of you went to com to help us out uh, and, and pitched in. And a lot of you got those postcards from my mom <laughs> Uh, I hope I hope you enjoy them. A lot of people have them stuck on the refrigerators and stuff. Uh, But without an enormous community of like minded folks who really care about democracy, we would not have been able to do what we did in Arizona for the first time in 48 years. Uh, We've got Democrats winning up and down the ballot. We've got a governor. We've got a secretary of state. We've got an attorney general who's looking at at a recount, but that'll probably win. And two U.S. senators. But we're not there yet. Uh, they flipped the House seats in Congress. We were six three. Now they're three uh, six. We still have one uh, loss uh, or one minus seat in each house of the legislature. Uh, so we're not we're not there yet. We've got to fight hard. Uh, and your continued support for folks like me uh, is 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 very much appreciated. Thank you, Midas Mighty, out there uh, for being the true warriors behind those of us at the tip of the spear. Keep pushing, folks. Uh, victory is right around the corner.
0: Adrian Fontes, Arizona Secretary of State Elect, and I love saying those words and love having you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Adrian.
3: Thanks so much, gents. Happy to come back whenever.
0: Keep pushing, stay focused. I thought those were incredible messages. and so great to see Adrian Fontes representing pro-democracy, pro-normal, and the coalition of former Republicans, independents, people who are unaffiliated with political parties, and of course, Democrats coming together and saying, look, we want to focus on delivering results for the people. It's why we haven't really given a lot of airtime or podcast time to all of Elon Musk's gaslighting You know, here. It's because I really want the focus to be on yes showing the contrast but Elon's just starving for attention right now and aided by allies like Marjorie Taylor Greene you know who basically claims if you don't advertise on Elon Musk that's basically corporate communism and Elon Musk saying free speech means that private businesses actually have to advertise on Twitter or else they are stifling free speech because Apple has mostly stopped advertising. You know, that's why I'm making, I'm stick I'm sticking my ground. I'm making a demand
1: right here, right now. I'm making a demand to you communists out there at Tesla, at Twitter, at SpaceX, you communists, you. You have, you have not once bought an advertisement spot on the Midas Touch podcast, and I hereby demand- As part the, of free speech. By the power vested in the Constitution sure. of the United States of America. Yes, I'm being sarcastic for the emails that I end up getting, where people are like, that's actually not the Constitution. I know. By the Constitution of the United States of America, I demand in the name of free speech that Twitter and SpaceX and Tesla pay me, and if not- I will get my goons in Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene to call you communists for not do. That's how stupid this is, people. That's how stupid it is. But while the trolls are loud online, they're not loud out there in the real world because they don't really come out from their basements. But the energy out there for the pro-democracy coalition is absolutely incredible. And I'll tell you right now that we just launched on the pack side of Midas Touch. We got a bus going around all of Georgia. And I'm excited. If you're in Georgia, if you see it, come say hi to our driver. He's amazing. He's a veteran. He's a real hard worker. We're driving through the entire state of Georgia with our bus. It's called the Row Your Vote Tour. And it has a simple message, row your vote, freedom is on the ballot, re-elect Senator Raphael Warnock. And you could see the energy out there on the ground. I mean, have you seen these videos there of Warnock out there in the streets actually speaking with Voters and people getting really
0: excited. By the way, Brett, it's very dangerous when a politician goes, even a popular politician who just shows up in like a sports stadium or a rowdy bar where people are drinking. Like it's a pretty bold move, even if you're well liked to show up there. But Raphael Warnock, it was really a statement, right? He shows up at a bar over the weekend playing World Cup games when the U.S. Uh, was playing their game against England. Uh, he showed up, and let's just play the video and show what happens.
1: So everyone right now, standing ovation, shaking Warnock's hands, going nuts. Getting some photos, getting some selfies. Every Literally everybody in this place is on their feet. warnock shaking hands with everybody interrupts into a usa chant we're reclaiming usa folks we're reclaiming the flag warnock joins in and you know, so Salty, who works for us, one of our producers and editors here on the show, I don't know if he's watching right now. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Works with us, yeah. So he made one of the most spot on observations about that. He goes, "Yo, it's like when the Republicans talk, like when Ted Cruz goes, oh, I walked in and then they came out and they hugged me and kissed me and they everyone stood up and applauded and said, Ted, you're amazing, you're the best. And everyone shook my hand and said, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for everything you do. That is this, but it actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> like,
2: right.
0: it's
1: actually happened here, and then that kept happening to Warnock as he as he's uh, as he was walking down the street. He kept getting just a, applause from everybody. The early voting no- turnout numbers are, are great right now, looking really Close good. To that. I'll tell you about it. So some counties had begun uh, the early voting over the weekend. If you remember, Republicans tried their hardest to prevent voters from voting over this weekend. They said, oh, it's a holiday. We're not going to let them. They literally sued. uh, Well, Warnock campaign sued to allow people to vote. And then you had the Republican Party say, oh, we're suing to prevent people from voting. Anytime you're trying to prevent people from voting, you're probably on the wrong side of things. But guess what? Even on a holiday weekend, People showed up and they showed out big. On Sunday alone, turnout was 130% higher than this time in the 2020 general election. And nearly 157,000 people (laughs) voted in person on Saturday and Sunday over the holiday weekend. Sunday's turnout, the total turnout on Sunday, nearly doubled the previous turnout record. And Raffensperger, the secretary of state who Donald Trump tried to extort, he mentioned that early voter turnout is, quote, blowing the doors off expectations. Um, I mean, this is big. And what we're seeing also in the early data, young voters showing up big, young voters saying that wasn't a one-off. That wasn't a one-off over the general election. This is us. We show up big. I want to show you now for the people watching, the Georgia youth turnout voters right here. This is by age range that I'm showing up for the listeners. It shows you how many people have voted in Georgia. And you, all you have to do is notice, look at that 18 to 24 line in the very beginning. Look how that 18 to 24 line spikes so incredibly high. And you just are not seeing that across another ranges until you get to the traditional Voter block. I think that is so important, and I think it says a lot about what young voters, how important they're viewing this election. And we'll have more to come. We're going to be doing a lot more for this election, and I'm excited to announce all that. But I think Warnock is right now finishing with a really a strong close, while Herschel Walker is doing whatever the hell it is he's doing by telling young people that they. Uh, anyone over th- under the age of 32 that they shouldn't have the right to vote. And like, that's his closing message to people. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, Yeah. If you're under the age of 32, you don't even know this country. You shouldn't even be here. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even be a, a citizen.
0: you shouldn't be a citizen, renounce your citizenship.
1: That's his, That's Herschel Walker's closing message.
0: It was the most softball question he was asked, too. It was like a right-wing media entity, I think, that asked the question. But the question was like a very basic one, right? It was just like, so what's your view about a lot of young people voting? Like, it wasn't a hard question. Yeah, he's like, oh, they shouldn't
2: vote. I give him credit for not going into the whole vampire werewolf speech again, though. So that's that's well, a yeah, plus for yeah, yeah. low bar low, un- bar, low bar, low bar, low bar, very, very
0: low bar, but the highest bar in the world for President Biden, because he could accomplish literally more in two years than anyone's like done in like decades. And it's like, but what's he doing? But 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 what is he really doing? It's like, okay, every one of these things that are like massive accomplishments that most presidents don't get in their two, if they serve two terms, they don't get this done. But let's just talk about some good news roundup involving Ooh, finishing off from- with some good news.
2: I like it. I like let's it. end on
0: a high note. Like, President Biden today signed a presidential memorandum that will strengthen our nation's effort to combat sexual violence as a weapon of war, a too often overlooked and underreported crime, saying he remains, quote, committed to confronting gender-based violence in all forms here and around the world. Like, that's what Biden's talking about today. Like, what else is Biden talking about? Woke, He's been woke, woke.
1: Right. That's, you know, that's the knee jerk. Yeah. It's
0: corporate communism that Apple isn't uh, <laughs> buying ads on Twitter. They need to give their money to Elon Musk. by the Constitution. by the power invested in the First Amendment. I don't think that's how it works. No. What does Cat Turd have to say? Let's retweet Cat Turd a hundred <laughs> times. Let's call prosecutors monsters, uh, vindictive monsters. Oh, like people are like, it's literally insane. Like, okay, so Biden's talking about that. Biden's talking about the work to build the first national EV charging network. And bringing historic investments for EV battery manufacturing here at home via the infrastructure bill, right? And that's in addition to the Chips Act, bringing incredible jobs here as 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 well. So woke. what about? So very very woke, so woke. view. We all woke. What about uh, five million Americans have gained health care coverage since Biden became president? How about Biden reaffirmed his commitment to fighting for the PRO Act to help workers unionize and achieve a $15 minimum wage? Well, very, very woke, right? Well, well, Republicans believe that people at the minimum wage right now is way too high um Biden's actually focusing on workers like not only should get $15 he already instituted that $15 minimum wage for federal workers he's already raised it um but like the fact that you have like the republican position is that people should have to work multiple jobs and then like not make what they're not make what they deserve and like i mean like it's really absurd positions like when you like the biggest scam in the world that like republicans have convinced people to literally vote against like that's, that's why though we have to stay focused mm-hmm. on these how about the fact that 17 states now have an unemployment rate at or below 3 percent and 11 states and washington dc Yeah, rate ever jobs are so woke dude jobs man
1: that's some woke, that's woke dude. yeah we just got to root on elon musk man dude, he should become bro. a
0: quad billionaire dude
1: i like when people get fired that's what i root for yeah. literally that's what these people, they go yes elon fired everybody yeah no it's, yeah. it's woke bro jobs woke. Well, yeah, so yeah. Woke, jobs, bro. Like supporting
0: your family health care yo Chief biden biden biden, didn't make, biden listen yeah riddle me this Way biden Biden, you don't need, need health care, man. So, what Biden
1: didn't even have dinner with one Nazi, Trump had <laughs> dinner with like three. So, take that, you woke.
0: Yeah, how woke? How woke is this? This is as woke. This is as woke as you get. Because right now, seniors on Medicare pay as much as one thousand dollars a month for insulin. That's not woke. That's like legit. But starting yeah, January to quit. <laughs> but starting January one, the cost is now going to be capped at thirty five dollars a month per prescription. Thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act, so from a thousand a month to thirty-five dollars wow. a month, Yo. the price of insulin. Yeah, so that's way. Cheap, what are you doing, commies? Insu- Cheap insulin is so Cheap. fucking woke,
1: dude. It's like, like so, like Biden woke insulin pedophiles, communists. You know. That's 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 that's, 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 wait, wait, wait. that's, that's <laughs> making that's healthcare department.
0: accessible. No, no, no. What we need to do is just let's let's focus on what Cat Turd has to say today because that's what real Americans do. <laughs> what's Cat what's Cat Turd doing? What about JFK Junior? Huh? Yeah, let's go, America. I mean, dude, these people are literally like it's it's insanity when you when you talk about these issues like this. It's like not on what do we focus on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, man. What is Putin saying? Let's focus on that. This is what the respect for marriage act. Also, the Senate's voted to move forward today to pass the bill codifying federal protections for same sex marriage. The respect for uh, marriage act. With final passage expected later this week, though not full codification of Obergefell, the bill would ensure that same-sex and interracial marriage is federally recognized and protected, and that states must recognize out-of-state marriages. That's, that so seems like things, it's like, it's like so the well. contrast. So we bring it full circle at the end, <laughs> and then the contrast could absolutely not be clearer right now what about trump also praising uh president xi in china as the people as the people of china are actually protesting and uh, against xi you know and everyone and then like trump gives these speeches i called president xi uh i call him king i call him the king he's my king i go president xi you are the king and then what about kim jong-un donald trump's like "I i love him like I am able to love, love, love affair with him. Yeah. Like we have a love affair. I'm, I'm, imagine for one second, not even
1: just if like Biden said it, but if like Obama? I don't know. N- no. Imagine if like a school teacher in a random part of America who identifies as a democrat praised the head of the communist of the Chinese Communist Party repeatedly including during his announcement for his presidential run.
0: <laughs> and said i call him king it's no longer getting normal concluding
1: the presidential <laughs> <laughs> True, okay. Okay, so I, I, I gotta reel it in back to i didn't yeah. ground it back in reality is what you're yeah, saying yeah. yeah that was so woke yeah. of me to go so far like very so woke you're back. such a woke comment so woke bro um, okay so let's <laughs> reel in it reeling in folks reeling it so imagine you know give you that that would be something like libs of TikTok would post, and everyone said, look at the Democrat. It would be like front page news of the New York Post. Dude, Fox News the Fox would run that for a month. But Donald Trump praises the head of the Chinese Communist Party on a nightly basis and crickets. But you know what I really want to say is I I, I want to give a huge shout out. I know they probably aren't listening to this and probably can't listen to this in, in many areas, but to the protests in Iran, to the protesters in China what they are doing is true true bravery and as my wife said to me today she she goes you know isn't it kind of ironic that you have these people in the worst of circumstances facing true adversity around the world and they are fighting for for freedom they are actually fighting for freedom and for democracy and for their rights while here in the united states you have people in maga who are literally fighting for autocracy I mean, the contrast is just so – it's just so mind-blowing. And so I just have the utmost respect for all those people who are putting their lives on the line for freedom, to have a little bit of taste of freedom in the face of all that. And I know we hear every single episode of the show, we commit ourselves all the time to ensuring that we keep the freedoms that we have here in this country and work to expand them and to push back these anti-democratic forces. And like Adrian Fonte said – That doesn't mean you don't compromise with that. You can't compromise with that. You need to call it out firmly. You need to reject it. You need to completely repudiate it. And that's what we promise to do here every single day.
0: And it's why I so love the Midas Touch community because we're more than just some network. Like our biggest strength is the Midas Mighty out there. All of you listening to this and watching it, who take the lessons and the discussions and then bring it into the real world, whether it's registering voters or participating in phone banks or just spreading the videos around and having discussions with family members and colleagues and Friends and neighbors. It is that kind of active participation in the process that really gives us a unique advantage and i say us i mean the community over all these other astro turf groups that try to spread disinformation and hate so one of the things that we do to remain 100% independent is that we don't take outside investor money so we don't we are 100% funded, crowdfunded, pretty, pretty impressive, huh? Because we compete with all the major media networks. We get more digital engagement than them. So if you want to help out, no matter where you are in the world, check out Patreon and consider becoming a patron, which is a membership to the Patreon Midas Touch site where there's exclusive content that you can only get there. You can just go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. There's lots of exclusive content behind the scenes footage, uh, exclusive podcasts, exclusive content and posts and so and much more. So much more. There's even one tier where you could become an honorary producer of the Midas Touch podcast and your name appears. Just now. Um, At the end of the podcast, your name appears on the podcast. So special shout out to all of our honorary producers. You also get a poster if you're an honorary producer commemorating that you're a producer. And then there are postcards that go out, exclusive merch drops, and so much more on our Patreon. So consider checking that out, patreon.com slash touch. No matter where you are in the world, uh, I think you will definitely enjoy that. Also, check out our new true crime thriller, American PSYOP, American, then it's spelled P-S-Y-O-P, brought to you by Midas Touch and the Bunker crew. This is a true crime thriller about the son of General West Clark, Wes Clark Jr., who gets trapped in all of these influence operations and psychological operations and cult operations and mercenary operations and it's kind of like Forrest Gump meets I don't know what because he's literally at all these places there's sometimes I'm like oh that didn't happen whoa but then there's like video of him there and then there's like photos of him there and there's like audio of him there like he's in the room where it happens and so that additional context there's just so many moments I was like Wow. And they <laughs>
1: like, you know how, like, for Game of Thrones and stuff, like, they do like a supplemental podcast, like a supplemental show that's like behind the show. We're like, they, I like that. I like know, that. We, we might have to do that for the show because all I find that all I want to do all day. Is talk about American Psyop because it's that freaking good. Yeah, and and yeah, everybody in the comments right now, if you've listened to even one episode of the show, but I, I don't think you I don't think it's humanly possible. I think once you listen to one, you have to binge all of them. But if you've listened to any of the episodes, go right now in the comments if you're on this with us live and just tell everybody how much you love it. It's a podcast. You just search it anywhere on any of your podcast apps. American psyop. Let us know if you love it because I really think it's something incredibly special, and it's so relevant to everything we've been speaking about in the show—from the Nick Fuente stuff to the the, the ma- this MAGA influence in the Republican Party to Trump to Kanye West and Elon Musk—and so it's all intertwined in these psyops, and it, it, it's it's so relevant. I don't want to say any more than that, but check it out.
0: Subscribe to American PsyOps channel, subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, subscribe to the Midas Touch audio channel, wherever you get the podcast. So if you're an audio listener, go to YouTube and subscribe there. If you're a YouTube listener, go to the audio and subscribe there and leave a five star review. That's all. That's all I got. And I just want to say thank you to all of the Midas Mighty out there. We so appreciate you. And let's stay focused and keep on fighting together. Jordy?
2: Shout out to the Midas Mighty!